Good morning, Dan and Amy. So you had Mark Zuckerberg before Congress earlier in the year. You had uh, Sheryl Sandberg, COO of Facebook, and Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, before Senate uh, last week testifying as to uh, how social media is or is not uh, prioritizing particular political viewpoints, how it's dealing with those outside interests that are intending or to at least attempt to disrupt elections, you know, the Russian Facebook campaign, Russian bot Twitter accounts and the like. And uh, then this week we've uh, had some revelations with respect to Google. Google chose not to send Sundar Pichai, their uh, CEO, to testify before Congress. Uh, We've uh, Fox had an email of a Google executive who was discussing how she was trying to use Google's products to increase Latino voter turnout in 2016. And then this video that surfaced that was posted at Breitbart yesterday, Google's entire power structure leadership team hosting a post-election, basically drum circle, uh, cry fest for its employees, the Googleists. Yeah, that's what they call themselves. uh, To try and come to terms with what happened meaning Trump's election. Here's Google co-founder Sergey Brin. Okay, folks. I know this is probably not the most joyous uh, TJF we have had. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, let's face it, most uh, people here are uh, pretty upset and pretty sad for uh, because of the election. Um, but there's another group a small group that we should also think about who are very excited about the legalization of pot. And who won the Hawaiian shirt contest? And then he took Milton Stapler away. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, what happened then. But here's the thing. Um, So Google, I mean... Google issues a statement saying we've never used, we've never exhibited any bias in the products that we produce or the way we use them. James Damore, the former Google engineer, fired after writing that memo suggesting quite the opposite would uh, beg to differ, as frankly would the evidence beg to differ with their statements. Uh, all of these senior leaders, including the billionaire founders and billionaire CEO of Google, uh, basically wringing their hands over Trump's election and those who voted for Trump and, frankly, those who don't agree with Google values, whatever those are, so some sort of punchline from Silicon Valley. But but here's the best part. Larry Page, who's the other co-founder of Google. Yeah. It doesn't even matter what he says here. Just Just listen to Larry Page. Is Google willing to really... Say too, I'm an alphabet white. I've been working on fiber a bit, and we definitely have fiber builds going on in a wide variety of places, and those are definitely intensive things. So that's one way we're engaging with us. Oh my gosh. Larry Page talking Larry Page talking about structural challenges in today's society. So I do think we have a lot of structural problems in our democracies, and which I think is really if you're worried about you know, the World War Three kind of cases, you know, I think a lot of that will be driven by this deep dissatisfaction. 
I had no idea that Napoleon Dynamite's brother Kip went on to be a co-founder of Google. Um, I, I'm not. It's, listen, here's okay. here you, right. here's right. here's Larry Page. So I do think we have a lot of structural problems in our democracies. Here's Kip. Don't be jealous that I've been chatting online with babes all day. <gasps> do it again. All right, Kip. I said, come down here and see what happens if you try to hit me. Larry Page. So I do think we have a lot oh. of structural problems in our. You got it. You nailed it. Kip. Besides, we both know I'm training to become a cage fighter. Say too, I'm an alpha by white. I've been working on fiber a bit. Yeah, it's, just, it's the same guy. There's no question. I believe uh, Larry Page also mem uh, married to LaFonda. Uh -huh. I think they got together after Napoleon Dynamite. For more on uh, this topic, we're pleased to be joined by Mike Braun. He's a Republican Senate nominee in Indiana, taking on Joe Donnelly, the incumbent there, one of the Republicans' real good pickup opportunities. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Hey, good to be on. Uh, so, uh, you, you know, on the serious note, you don't have to chime in on whether Kip is Larry Page and Larry Page is Kip. I won't ask you that. <laughs> but um, I will ask you about the Senate hearing last week with uh, social media execs and uh, some talk on Capitol Hill about uh, looking at consumer protection, antitrust strictures as a way to potentially uh, go after social media giants who aren't comporting with the law in that area. What, what's your perspective on on all this that swirls around social media? Yeah, well, when it comes to the general idea of anything that is so concentrated uh, among a few or between a few, it's uh, I've always come from the entrepreneurial world where you embrace uh, broad competition and that generally takes care of things to where you don't even have this issue coming up. So, you know, I don't like the idea that it's so focused, uh, you know, among a few entities. And I think that uh, what's coming to the surface is that a lot of stuff has been going on that uh, most people had no idea was going on. So I think uh, the investigation into it is uh, bona fide. And I would hope that when we're through with it, uh, very seldom do you see the government you know, weigh in to break up industries. In this case, it was so concentrated from the get-go. Uh, I think a lot of bad practices have kind of been, uh, you know, just evolving, and it'll be interesting to see where we come with it. But uh, I don't like the idea that you've got so few controlling so much. Yeah. Um, recently, there's been some attacks on political candidates, uh, and it was hit in California. So they had a knife pulled on them. Are you worried at all or concerned about your safety? Hoosiers are 2.8. Uh, well, there's... Yeah. You know, um, I, uh, here in Indiana, uh, thankfully, I don't, we have not seen much of that. But when you stick your neck out like I have, um, you know, it's always in the back of your mind. Uh, so you have to be eyes wide open and kind of on guard, uh, you know, when you're now in the public arena. Um, I'm hoping that uh, there's less of that over time, but I think, uh, uh, you know, I think Indiana is going to be a place where hopefully you're insulated from it, but it's not to say that you don't think about it. Uh, it won't impact how I'm campaigning, and which is I get up early every day, go to bed late, and uh, leave on Monday mornings and get home if I'm lucky at 10 to midnight on Saturday. I always like to be home on Sundays, and you're out there exposed uh you have trackers and you've got other folks that, uh, you know, are around you all the time that 
kind of uh, just make you watchful. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, there's, you know, it's, it's said that the uh, midterms are referendums on the uh, incumbent president. So uh, yeah. 20, 2018 would be a referendum on Trump to a certain extent. How, it, uh, how true is that in Indiana and how is it impacting your race? Well, I think it's going to be true everywhere. And here in Indiana, uh, President Trump's approval among conservatives and Republicans is higher now than it was in, you know, 16. Uh, Also, I think when you're out there uh, shaking things up like the president has done, main reason I ran, uh, you know, I would not have run for senator had Hillary Clinton been president. I'd be hunkered down in southern Indiana, worried about the future. But uh, it's uh, unleashed among small business, uh, which, you know, I've been that for a long, long time. Uh, over the years, we've grown into a national company. Three of my four kids, you know, work in the business, which is a blessing. But with tax reform and rolling back regulations, you know, that's why we had an over 4% GDP growth uh, in the second quarter. I think we're going to see more and more of that. And it wasn't there. Uh, you know, the Obama administration gave us mediocrity. And here, uh, I think we're getting back to, you know, doing things right uh, in, a, in a mode of excellence. And you're going to generate uh, a lot of uh, opposition when you're going against something that's been so established and so structured for so many years. When you get a businessman, entrepreneur that comes onto the scene, I think that's exactly what D.C. needed. Here in these midterms, uh, there are three of us that can make it through from the business community. Uh, Rick Scott in Florida, Mitt Romney will in Utah. I think we will here. We'll double the business caucus. That's how few people we have in the Senate that have done things in the real world uh, that are doers, uh, solution makers, uh, conservatives that have lived their lives in the trenches rather than in the career politics. Well, Uh, that's what I'm excited about. Speaking of uh, that, the business acumen and the business experience and success. uh, So uh, President Trump and Vice President Pence, uh, you know, struck that deal with Carrier in the early days of the administration. And much was made about that. How is uh, Trump's trade policy? How is that uh, impacting Indiana businesses, Indiana manufacturing in particular, and what the perspective of that business community is and how Trump is uh, attempting to negotiate new trade deals? You know, so that has um, uh, generated concern, and I think mostly because uh, certain businesses that now can only uh, get stuff uh, that's imported uh, due to the fact that a lot of these jobs have left the country. I think that's changing, actually, and we're seeing more of a move back. But in the short run, it does throw certain industries into um, some confusion. But almost everyone that I've spoken to, and especially farmers that have been hit the hardest yeah. with the tariff put on soybeans by the Chinese, know that there's a got to be a little short-term pain for long-term gain. This stuff's been embedded in terms of unfair trade practices for decades. And when you've got a guy like President Trump that's not going to accept business as usual, I'm really pleased that the EU came to the table a month ago. Uh, Mexico did here a week or two ago, and I think the Canadians are sure to follow. And uh, Chinese are going to be the uh, tough customers. And 
the tariffs are the least of what they do. Intellectual property theft, uh, manipulating currency, subsidizing industries, all in their playbook. They're not going to be easier to deal with in five to ten years than they will be now. That's where I think we circle the wagons. But tariffs, if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, especially against the Chinese, you're going to have to find other methods. Uh, tariffs are a short-term tool. Uh, ideally, and President Trump has said it, we get rid of all tariffs in the long run, mm-hmm. compete freely and openly like most of us do here in our domestic economy and across the world. He's trying to fix something that's been around for a long time. Now, uh, Fox News, you must feel good. They released a poll yesterday that say yeah. you uh, have a lead over Donnelly 45 to 43, but 8% undecided. How are you going to get that 8% to vote for you? We're going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, Joe Donnelly is finally going to be held accountable. Uh, his main claim to fame is that uh, he's a, a nice guy that uh, gets along with people. Well, along with that is he's disguised his uh, voting record, uh, disguised himself uh, as a moderate, where every important piece of legislation from the Iranian deal to Obamacare to funding Planned Parenthood to and especially voting against tax reform. Uh, I love the debate. We've only got two of them lined up. That's all he would agree to. His record is going to be exposed to where Hoosiers are going to know him for what he is. He takes his marching orders from Chuck Schumer and votes on important stuff, you know, with the liberal agenda. That has been flushed out enough. They see a guy like me that is an entrepreneur that signed a term limits pledge going there for the right reason. It's had a a record of accomplishment in the private sector and even in our state legislature where I authored novel infrastructure legislation. We'll be talking about solutions and doing things, and Joe's going to have the clumsy uh, responsibility of defending a record that matches up with the liberal side of his party. He is Mike Braun. He's the Republican candidate for United States Senate running against Democrat incumbent Joe Donnelly next door in Indiana. Mike, thanks as always for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Let's do it again. Thanks. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. The stories you need to know to start your day. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. Don't you love fall?